moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. I am Asa Nilsson and I am your host. Today I have a beautiful guest all the way from New Hampshire, United States of America, and her name is Wendy Wright. Welcome, Wendy. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Good. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I met you again, another friend, a virtual friend that I have met on the Instagram pages through this gem of a gal that we both know, and her name is Stevie Callista from Farmhouse Moon, who I have had as a guest before on the More Moss podcast. And I found you through her, and I started following your page and listening to your beautiful words of wisdom. And I'm like, oh, no, I got to have you on. I had to ask you if you wanted to be a guest, and you graciously accepted. So thank you. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, the honored. It's nice to be a guest for a change since I have a podcast as well. Yes, I know. And we're going to talk about that, of course. I want to know all the things that I want to share, all your beautiful work that you're doing in the world. But let's first start with, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are in the world today? All right. This one's a little challenging, but I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> Only because I feel like I am like a renaissance woman. I've done a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I am interested in a lot of different things. But right now, um, I'm sort of transitioning from farming into homesteading, scaling back a little bit. And I'm an intuitive astrologer. I read the Akashic Records. Um, I'm very interested in the priestess path. And... Um, I'm just always exploring the mysteries and sharing whatever intuitive knowledge comes through me. I really enjoy that. Priestess path. What what does that mean? I got to hear that. (laughs) Tell tell me more. I haven't heard that one before, so tell me. Well, okay. Before the Roman church came to be, there were not only priests, but also priestesses. And um, as religion became more male dominated um priestesses sort of transformed into the role of nuns so uh it's a ancient practice of essentially being a vessel for the goddess to come through and for healing and 
uh, wisdom, the oracles for priestesses, um, tantricas, you know, tantric practices that might, that's like a whole other rabbit hole, but they did a lot of things where they essentially were vessels for spirit. Hmm. Gosh, how beautiful. I've never heard it called the priestess path. That was nice. That was beautifully put. Um, okay, I, I know I already have a friend that I have to introduce to you, Teresa Schaefer. She's all about the uh, the goddesses also. I think okay. you guys would be great to meet one another. Yeah, so farming, tell me. I've never I've never really had a farmer on before. So you live in New Hampshire, and you said that you're moving from farming to homesteading. What kind of farming were you doing? Uh, vegetable farming, yes. We, I've, I started in my backyard um, with gardens in Texas and just kept scaling up. My husband and I moved to North Carolina. That wasn't quite a great fit for us, and it was our first property. And we ended up um, selling that, making enough to buy more land up here in New Hampshire. And this is more like our, our dream property. I think we'll be here for a while Oh. And it's it's tucked away in the mountains, just kind of in a in a super rural area. And um, I love growing all different varieties of vegetables, especially like the really unusual ones and the heirloom ones. Mm -hmm. And I like to save seeds for those. Mm -hmm. So, and I love to cook. That's that's like I'm literally chasing the carrot at the end of the stick. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, figuratively, and literally. <laughs> Yum! Oh, I love to eat. I love to cook. Oh, I would love. I would love to come and visit you. Um, I'm so fascinated. I don't know how to grow anything. That that to me is my sister-in-law. She can grow anything, and she's like, ah. Oh, so you need to grow. You need to have a garden. I'm like, no, no. I, I can look at yours and really appreciate yours because it's so beautiful. I just don't want to tend to it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, I'm scaling back because it's a lot of work and um, I have other projects that want to be born and grow through me. So <laughs> that's right. Transitioning, you know, yeah, that's right. Different ways. <laughs> I love that. I love I have I have to you are really into Mother Nature. And I have to read this quote that I found of yours. And I think it's just so beautiful um, that you are fascinated by mysteries in love with mother nature and i revel in the magic that is all of it i i mean obviously if you were working with the land and you're living here in some valley of uh, new hampshire and working in with magical things i mean you are a you are a magical wondrous of what it is that you can connect with and i, I want to talk about that a little bit but i want to start with your life you know the <laughs> The more moss to the people, uh, I, I love to have conversations with people that have had had maybe potentially tragic things happen to them or have had sicknesses, illnesses, and they are still moving forward with their heads held high, even though it is hard, even though it is difficult. Um, you said that you have had an epic life journey of betrayal, loss, and healing, which led me to remember who I am and that is so beautiful, that is so beautifully put. And um, I would love it if you would talk a little bit about what, what kind of uh, intense life trauma you have had, if you were willing to talk about it. Sure, sure. So um, in 2019, <clears throat> a couple of weeks before we actually made our way to New, to New Hampshire, um, I lost my mother very tragically. She was actually killed by her 
twin brother who had mental illness. And um, it was one of these experiences that literally sent my soul, like it just shattered it. And, and all these soul pieces went outside of my body because, you know, just having something that wild come out of nowhere and, and it completely changes your reality. You realize like it's like pulling the rug out from under you like, oh, what you thought was safe and secure, bam, gone. Right. So um, when I was in this state of sort of being outside of my body and everything, suddenly I could see why everything in my life had happened, why I got into farming, why I got into yoga, why I'd had health issues. They were all leading me and preparing me for this initiation that I was going to have to experience. Um, and that's not to say every everything is set in stone, but it I got this view that made me see that it it was in some sense, like that it was um, in the stars somehow, that it was a part of my path. And that helped me to accept it. And I think that's sort of the the first step in a scenario like that is is the acceptance of it, right? Because mm -hmm. it's yeah. hard to accept. And so um, from that point on, I just really healed myself a lot through farming, through just getting my hands in the dirt, listening to podcasts. I started listening to podcasts of other people telling their stories of challenge mm -hmm. and how they overcame those challenges and and one of the things that I made a post about what had happened to my mom on Facebook, um, it was maybe a couple of weeks after it had happened. And I was like, you know, I know I have this light inside of me and there's no way I'm going to let that light, that light be snuffled out because that would be a disservice to my mother and a disservice to myself. Mm -hmm. and, and so she was like my, you know, my motivation to keep going in a way like because I I had a really great relationship with her in a way that our love was really strong and so I carried on and suddenly my consciousness just started expanding rapidly and I just knew I needed to learn astrology I knew I needed to learn all these things I started reading books like old esoteric books and somehow I understood them without knowing how I could possibly understand them. And this led to um, like a transformational experience where I was in meditation on the winter solstice and um, I I had a, a, a really mystical experience with these light beings who essentially helped me restore all of those soul pieces. And they restored my intuition and um, for about three days, I was just like, I felt like I was in the Akashic Records. I felt like I had access to all of this knowledge and it was pretty wild. Um, I kind of felt like I was like living in the Bible. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so grateful my husband <laughs> just was amused and oh, he was going crazy. <laughs> so you weren't unconscious during this time. You were in a meditative state, just like... Yeah, I was in a meditative state. All of this this stuff kind of like was restored to me. I felt like my crown chakra like blown open. Like it felt like the top of my head was open. Yeah. And all of this information was funneling into my being. 
And I was remembering, like, I just, I could remember all of this stuff, like, about ancient Egypt and alchemy and all these things. And so um, people often refer to this as, like, your gnosis, your soul knowing. And so it was this gnosis that came back to me. And I, I, I was three days after that, I was walking around conscious and, like, having, I continued to have this sort of magical experience. And then Christmas came and I had to go see family and I came right back down to earth. The back reality hit crashing back to earth. Like it was yeah. hard. Yeah. It was hard because you're when you experience these really beautiful, love filled experiences and you come back to reality, uh, it's it's pretty it's a pretty big contrast, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you know that's how life happens. I think is in the contrast for us to recognize the contrast, and especially if you had just lost your mother so tragically, which is just hideous, and then you're coming back to family, right? Mm -hmm. The family after there, then now you get into their experiences of the same loss and how they are dealing with it and how they are reeling in it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I can't, I can't uh, really. I mean, of course, I cannot imagine what you've gone through. I would have no idea. But the 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 feeling of like the the visual I could just see of your beautiful you know the the crown chopper being open and all this information funneling into you and just so much love, and I think it's I think it's poignant that, to mention that your podcast's name is Light Always Wins, and that is exactly what it makes me it can like it brings me back to this is the light coming into us and light and love. Right, lack, lack of fear, only love. The only two emotions are love and fear, still in my own mind, in my own thoughts. And then how, how then, for your sake, when you when you have this download and you like you start all this defragmentation starts to fragment back together to put like back into like a puzzle back into your into your soul. I mean, to a soul state. How do you work with that now in your life? Because you've seen it. You've seen a higher and better, the best way. How do you how do you deal with that in your everyday? Oh, it's so interesting because um, even though I've been through this experience, I'm obviously still human, mm. and I I I laugh at my ego sometimes because the ego, my ego, is trying to play catch up now with my soul. Yeah. <laughs> so when I had this experience, it's it's like yes, it was like a, a major healing. And it also was just a peak. It, it felt so intense and so enormous. And yet I had, I still have only peaked at the mystery. Mm -hmm. So um, there was a love, there was a, a period of time where I feel like I sort of had to be humbled a little bit because for a while I'm walking around thinking, oh, I know everything, right? It's like- I've seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I'm I'm still on a journey in a human body, and I feel like one of the reasons that I had that experience is one to heal and two to share um, the gifts that were given back to me. Right, but it's still a learning process that I will always be going through, and so every day I feel like on an everyday basis. I have a, a pretty regular spiritual practice where I touch base with spirit. I see what is for my highest good for the day. And I 
learn about what I'm interested in. Um, I feel like there was a lot of putting pieces back together after this happened because um, it was like every I could see that everything was connected. So I began a puzzle piece and then I would go on the search for where does it fit? <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, it's it's been interesting for sure. Hi, friends. Please don't forget, if you love listening to this podcast, please leave me a genuine review, an honest assessment and rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It would really go a long way for getting this movement out in front of more people. Thank you so much in advance. I really appreciate it. You know, you... Uh... I think that's so interesting about the the separateness, like the the idea of we're not separate, like the connectedness of everything, and to to be able to see that to be witnessed to such a little like just a moment in time that you know where you can see so much how you know, and I've heard that people that have had near death experiences, um, or people that claim that they have passed away and come back that they see that where everything is connected, that we are all connected. And right now, the um, I believe a part of a huge breakdown in society and our culture is that we we feel that we are somehow separate from one another or I got this on my own. I don't I don't have to ask anybody for help. I just I don't I can't. It's too much. It's, it's embarrassing. It's shameful, whatever. But you said to me when we first had a conversation that um, the idea of choices and that your mom, she still comes to you. You still have conversations with her just because she's not of this realm anymore does not mean that she is not with you. And she helped you to understand the the, the importance of choosing yourself first. Yeah. Can we talk about that a little bit for you, what that means for you? Sure. Um, so what I had seen in my mother's case and so many, so many people's cases is when how detrimental it can be to be giving from an empty cup. Mm. And um, I think there's a lot here, too, for how we always need to be on the path of discovering what it is we're not seeing. Um, just turning within more, right? Um so that then we're actually resourced and we're, we're constantly alchemizing our shadow aspects, what we're not seeing, and then we're resourced to help other people. And that's not to say we're ever going to be perfect. And that's not to say that we're always going to have a full cup when we're needed. Mm. But I had seen that, you know, I, I, I hate to look back and say, like, if she had done this or if she had done that, like, I don't want to judge the whole the whole situation because it is what it is. But what I took away from it was that I needed to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes you see a lot of people who go out trying to heal the world and they're really wounded. Yeah. And um, and sometimes they, maybe they're not conscious of it, you know, it, it, what it is but mm. I think the message for me was that I really needed to take care of myself and look deeper and 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 make an effort to consciously work on this stuff before I was um trying to assist others 
or allowing myself to be drained, you know? Mm. Oh, yes. You know, self-sabotaging. <laughs> oh, oh yes, I know. I can identify with all of that because that's what I've done for 55 years before I started getting into understanding the codependency and the the control really behind wanting to fix, manage, and control everybody else's life. And, oh, I'm helping them, I'm helping them, I'm helping them, when in fact, no, I'm not. I'm not. There's something I think that I can, which, of course, I cannot. Um, people have to help themselves. And the, the I, I still do not know where I heard this about filling our own cup. And, you know, the, the idea, it's like for a woman, I'm 56 years old now, and women typically, when we, I don't have any children, but people who have had children, they have always served everybody else, taking care of the whole family. And, and then when you get to about uh, when the kids start leaving for college or leaving home altogether, then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, who am I? Who am I now? Because I've been tending to everybody else and I don't even understand who I am anymore. And this this cup, the idea of the cup, which I, which I heard, I cannot remember from where, but the cup was our cup has to be completely full, like to the top. And then when it flows over to the saucer underneath, that's where we serve from is the saucer, not from the cup. The cup yeah. is ours and only ours. And to me, it was the exact opposite. I was filling myself with whatever was left like from the saucer. And then like everything else was this cup. And I'm like, who am I serving? I'm serving no one. I'm serving no one. And when you just said the word, it just popped out to me. You said we're getting resourced. And the the word re and then sourced becoming sort like going to source source serving me me serving source being resource coming back to source I was like oh, that just popped out at me when you said the word I was like yes coming back to source spirit God nature mother whatever whatever it is that you want to call whatever is higher than yourself mm -hmm. uh, it, that's it is so beautiful and your work now. We were just talking about the fact that I'm like, what have you been doing today? You're like, oh, I've been doing this. I've been writing stuff for my new Akashic Records that you're do doing, which I want to talk about. And you're writing an article for your friend's magazine. Talk about the stuff that you're doing for sharing your beautiful gifts in the world right now. I want to hear. Yeah. So, okay. Um, first thing, I, I have a podcast where I interview people about their awakening journeys because after that experience I had that I just told you about, I was like, that and so I went on like a little sleuth like okay where are the clues like who mm -hmm. else is going through this right and now that podcast is is um I still ask people about that but it's also transforming into talking about other spiritual topics going a little deeper um I also am an intuitive astrologer so I make a lot of videos on Instagram about the astrological transits and um, I'm really interested in Sabian symbols, which are related to astrology. Um, I'm really into writing. So I write for this magazine. I'm in the process of writing a book and an oracle deck. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, wow. crazy. I feel like um, spirit gives me all these inspirations. Like, yeah. You know, I love how you said resource. If you think about inspiration in spirit. It Spirits. That's oh, right. Inspiration. So um, now I'm trying to seek the balance with all of this inspiration and find uh, ways to structure my life so I can actually make it all happen. 
And for me, I, I think I have to like slow down a little bit and realize the journey doesn't all have to happen like right now. Like you can spread these things out. Yeah. But um, yeah, with the magazine, I write about uh, gardening and farming and I write about it from like a philosophical, spiritual lens. What's the name of the magazine? Activate your telephone line to source. I love it. Activate your telephone line to source. And that is your friend's um, magazine in, she's out of Spain, you said, right? Yes, Deborah Lemaire, Lemaire Soulcrafts. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna we'll we'll tag all this in your show notes, and I want to just I'm gonna um, in flika in something in Swedish. I'm just gonna jump in here and show something. I pulled a tarot card, and I got this one for you for today, which is so interesting because the ten of yeah, ten of wands, like carrying all these. Oh my gosh, I got so much to do. I got so much going on. But uh-huh. you know, it's 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 not a negative, right? It's not yeah. this is not like a I hate my life. It's not no, it's not that. This is you've got oh, I just got chills. Uh you you have so many beautiful people around you. You have your spirits, your guides, you got your mom and you got everybody around you guiding you right now and showing you how much you have to share. And the 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 balance of the you know the organization of it okay you know that'll all sort it all sorts right I mean we we're led by what leads us what opens up our heart the most and yeah. that's where we go first hopefully <laughs> uh, yeah. but there's always there's always other things too and also remember we don't have to do it all on our own right how yeah. can we incorporate the help and the love and the guidance of others and you know this this podcast of yours interviewing people or talking to people that have had the uh, a, a similar experience to you i mean i i can't imagine that i mean have you met people that have had similar experiences to you i have only met a couple and and their journeys have looked completely different from mine yeah so it it's that's what's kind of funny and ironic about it as well is that i wasn't finding people who could show me the exact same thing because we're all unique <laughs> sure right they can show you their version <laughs> yeah, and every piece of the puzzle does help it helps to relate with other people right and everybody has awesome lessons that they learn along their paths that they share you For know sure. so, hopefully hopefully yeah. right i mean that's how we all learn that's how we all grow is through the story of somebody else i think um uh, i do anyway right I know, know you do. So I want to, I want to, we're going to wrap it up now, but I want to ask you, we have, uh, we talked first about your no regrets with your tattoos, <laughs> my Wonder Woman tattoos, your Wonder Woman tattoos. And if you were to now, when you were, I think you said that you were 18 years old when you, uh, you started getting your tattoos. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think it was eighteen. Okay, and you and you said, "Look, I'm, I'm. This is forever. This is forever. I'm not going to live. I'm not going to do anything and regret it." Is there now at this point in your life, at the age you're 37 now, if I remember that you said that, um, at this point in your life, with all the things that you're doing and everything that you've experienced, have you lived up to your own tattoos of no regret? Oh, I love that you asked this question. Because it's something I I am actively working through right now mm-hmm. where um, I am trying to, I shouldn't say I'm trying. I am now being more gentle with my inner child mm-hmm. 
because um, I feel like I've been through some challenging initiations like in the past year where when I look back, I'm like, how did you not see that? How did you not know? I want to judge myself, right? Um, So I'm working through the act of forgiving the past versions of myself that didn't know any better and need to learn that lesson. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Me too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, they can be tough, right? Because it hurts. Yeah, yes. All these hard lessons, but we're not here to be perfect. No, no, we are not. We are definitely not. No, that's a, that's a, that's sometimes a tough pill to swallow that, right? The iteration of us today looking backwards, right? Retroactively or respectively backwards to see why did you do that? You did it because you did. That's the tools you had. That's That's right. You didn't know any better. And there are even soul contracts we have with people or soul agreements Mm. where maybe something happened in a past life and we're meeting again Mm. to um come to some different conclusion or perhaps you replay the same thing who knows but there's just certain things we can't avoid (laughs) and there are things we can avoid as well when it just depends on our choices really you know it's both everything's both that's that's what's this and (laughs) yes this and (laughs) yeah it's uh i really i know that there is there are soul contracts in my life with people that are in my life that really push me that really like get me going and i mm-hmm. know they are there to teach me to see myself i know everything is a mirror i believe that we are all mirrors of one another and if something drives me crazy about you it's because i do it myself or i see myself in you um yes i i do I do agree that we all, uh, we have choices and we get to experience this and maybe we'll make a choice. I hope this is what I, this is what I have learned is, okay, I might make the same choice again, but I will feel guilty faster. (laughs) (laughs) I will recognize it quicker. Um, and, and now I also ask for forgiveness. And before I was so stubborn, I refused to ask for forgiveness. And now I'm apologizing. I'm owning up left and right for my mistakes today. And that's growth. That is growth. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. And it's funny. It's like we're just constantly peeling back these layers. And I I have to say, I've even, I've had a friend who did a reading for me. And she said, there's this box of your mom's stuff in your house that you don't need anymore. Oh, my gosh. This is like, Mm. I'm totally coming up because of what you're into this is so interesting (laughs) she's like there's this box of stuff in your house and um whatever you don't need burn it right Mm -hmm. so it was just a bunch of paperwork that sitting up in a closet that I was holding on to in case I needed but enough time had passed I could get rid of it right so I went through it that was challenging but also healing in a way nice it was all of it Mm-hmm. And then I burnt these papers and that literally catapulted me. And I, I actually saw myself blazing through a soul contract. Mm. There was actually like a lesson that I didn't have to go through after right. I did. So isn't that wild? Yes. 
Yes. It's wild. And, and there mm-hmm. comes back to your point of like, we're not here to do it all alone because I wouldn't have done that on my own without my friend. Doing reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I want to loop that back to you and your Akashic readings now. How, because uh, I asked you, because I, I'm like I told you, I'm starting to attract all kinds of people from all over the world now that are into Akashic records and the work. And I uh, I would love for you to, I know we're, we're going over time here, so we'll, we'll make it quick, but um, tell me or tell us, please, how, how you want to help others by doing Akashic record readings for them. Well, the Akashic records essentially bring through guidance that is super loving and very simple. And so it helps us get out of our, our head and into the heart and really brings forth guidance that can help us kind of get to the bottom of what the issue is and, and help us gain clarity. So, um, yeah, Quickly, that's, that's quicker than what we would normally like go through it ourselves. Like if we're just right. judging through our and, and that being said, you have to be open to hear what's being said as well. Right. Like, I mean, you can take it or leave it. It's up yeah. to but it is each person's individual life path, maybe past, maybe future that you're looking at when you're going into their records. Is that right? Yeah. I when the way it works for me and it works different for everybody who does it um, is that I access whatever is needed for the person's highest good. Uh, a lot of times I end up speaking with their guides. Sometimes I see past lives. And then sometimes I end up doing healing or sort of like shamanic work with them as well. So it's just whatever the soul needs, whatever the soul is open to, and that's what comes through. And I'm just the vessel that brings that through. I love that. Powerful. It's powerful work. It's, uh, I'm, I'm happy that you are offering it because I know that you have this is something new for you that you're wanting now to offer out in the world. So thank you for doing that because there are people that need your help and guidance. Um, I'm going to ask you one last question, and that is if you have anything else that's on your heart that you would like to share with whomever is listening today, because I know if you say it, somebody needs to hear it. Is there anything that you'd like to share? Um, I feel like the message that keeps coming through is you can do hard things and you can keep your heart flame ignited. Like keep that tune into your heart and that heart flame and tune into that heart flame of the world right now. Mm-hmm. And if you have the resources to send some of that love to that flame of the world, um, it is much appreciated. Yes. Gosh. Thank you for saying that. It is, um, we don't want to be tone deaf for sure. Uh, you know, sometimes we do get stuck in our, well, in, in my home, in my house, in my friendship circle. And our friendship circle is far and wide, far and wide. And we've got sisters and brothers all over the world that need love and peace right now. And if, like you said, if you've, if you've got it in you, please share some of that. Please share it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for those beautiful words. Thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for coming into my life, into my sphere. And I look forward to following along on your journey and seeing how I can support you in the future. (laughs) 
Thank you so much, Asa. You're such a beautiful Thank soul. You. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You see, like attracts like. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Wendy. You take good care of yourself and have a beautiful weekend. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast without him. This would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.